Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everybody. It is 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers now. we got a game night. Should be a beauty. The Edmonton Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings. Oilers now is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Uh, we just accessed our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday because we did Oilers game day trivia for Pro-Am Sports. Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialists for all budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and at ProAmSports.ca. And our question today for a $50 GC courtesy of ProAmSports.ca is uh, name the two members of the Oilers 06 playoff run team that would go on and win two Stanley Cups as members of the Los Angeles Kings. The correct answer, Brendan Escott, is... Uh, both Jarrett Stoll and Matt Green. And B was the first one to get that one today. All right, there you go. Uh, Jarrett Stoll will join us today at 135. He'll be our Oilers now headliner for Wilhock Beef Jerky. But not before we head off to the River Curry Resort and Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Curry Resort and Casino. It is open 24-7, 365. Excitement. Bet on it. And we welcome back to the show for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling. We welcome back our NHL insider, John Shannon. Hello, John. How are you doing? Great, Bob. You? Good. Thank you for rearranging uh, your schedule to uh, do the appearance on our show. Should be a good night tonight. Edmonton and L.A., a rematch of the playoffs. The Kings came in here and shut the Oilers down uh, after a four-game road trip for Edmonton where they lost Evander Kane and Yamamoto on that trip. And then we had a nasty game in Los Angeles in uh, in early January. And the Oilers have been a different team since. they got the best points percentage in the NHL. What are you thinking about tonight's matchup between Edmonton and the LA Kings? Well, the question for me comes to mind is, will the two teams try to make this a part of a, a preface to their potential playoff series? Are we going to see a level of hockey that could be described as playoff hockey? That, to me, is going to be the interesting question. And and, and which team will be the aggressor? Uh, I, I fully suspect the Kings will have the pedal to the metal. Uh, the question is, will the Oilers? Why do you think the Kings will have the pedal to the metal? 
Uh, well, first of all, I think that, you know, our, our friend Todd, being a former oiler coach, uh, you know, has a, a vested interest in making sure that the Oilers know that his team is, is playing at a certain level. I also think that they, they play a style of hockey that um, can really create some, uh, some uh, dilemmas for the Oilers. They are, they are almost as fast. They are deep. They still have uh, Drew Doughty on the blue line, and I think their goaltending has improved since the last time these two teams met. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy when you look at the position that L.A. is in right now. Um, John, the L.A. Kings are 29th in the league in save percentage at 886. I mean, Corpus Salo, uh, conversely, is at 931 since coming over in that trade from the Columbus Blue Jackets. You mentioned Todd McClellan. Is this rebuild? I mean, you talk to you know general managers around the league and people around the league on a daily basis. Are the LA Kings ahead of where they were scheduled to be right now? Uh, I, I don't know if they're ahead, Bob, but they, they did it in such a manner that, you know, Rob Blake was pretty smart when it came to using cap space, for instance, being so willing to take Kevin Fiala off Bill Guerin's hands in Minnesota. Uh, and the moment, the moment you were able to get a guy like Arvidsson out of Nashville and Fiala out of Minnesota, Holy smokes, your team speed changed so much. Your personality of your team changed so much. Uh, and then they, they, they got some young guys um, th- via the trade that have really contributed. Guys like Sean Dersey, who they got from the Maple Leafs, has become a factor uh, on the blue line. That um, it, it wasn't a, a, a regular classic rebuild of everything through the draft. Uh, and it's paid off. So perhaps it is a little accelerated, but it was done in the manner, I think, that uh, when you have you had enough cap space to change things, uh, that that's how quickly you can turn things around. Now, here's what's scary about L.A. for me, John. Uh, they got Alex Turcotte fifth in overall in 2019. Okay, He has not impacted their organization. Now, he's been derailed. He's had some concussion issues. Jarrett Stoll will speak a little bit more to that. Byfield right now is playing left wing. I think long term he replaces Kopitar at center, but he was a second overall pick in 2020. Mm-hmm. And they got Brent Clark eighth in 2021. Like there's other top 10 picks from those draft years that are significantly impacting their organizations more. I, I think this group's got a higher ceiling as those guys emerge and grow. What do you think? Well, and let's face it that uh, with the way the rebuild or the the retooling has happened, they could be more patient with them. I I, I mean, I think overall, by I think people, if they said it quietly, would they would suggest that Byfield's been a bit of a disappointment. Um, but they, you're right about targeting a replacement for Andre Kopitar. Uh, but I think they expected him to be a little more aggressive uh, on the ice, still learning how to play the game. I, you know, it, it sounds silly to say, but I, I heard when he got drafted, he's a young 18. Yeah. Um, and and that 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 from that perspective, he had a lot of growing to do. And the way things have happened, they can afford to be patient. But at, at a certain point, uh, he has to learn to to play a bigger role in this organization. And, and really, what better guy to learn from than maybe one of the greatest two-way players the game has ever seen in Kopitar. All right. So, John, it's interesting. In that draft year, there was discussion about Stutzla, smaller skilled guy, probably a winger. As it's turned out, he's played more center. 
and Byfield, who was seen as a center out of Sudbury, who's played to this point mostly wing. And people brought up Nugent Hopkins and Shifley from the 2011 draft. And, mm-hmm. you know, Nuge was unquestionably better early in his career. Shifley had a tremendous run. Uh, Ryan this year has had an off-the-chart season for the Edmonton Oilers. Like, he is, you know, sixth in the league in scoring. Yes, the Oilers have a great power play, but he's part of that power play. Shifley is part of a... Mark Shifley's minus 19 right now. Connor's like minus 13 or 14. What the hell is going on with the Winnipeg Jets, John? They've hit a wall. Quite frankly, Bob, they've hit a wall. Uh, and it and it's it's not the young guys there that hit, hit the wall. It is their veterans. It's the guys that they expect to score goals. Shifley, you mentioned. Connor, you mentioned. Uh, Blake Wheeler, who's you know long in the tooth, but you know has I, I think it's, it hasn't scored in 18 games. Uh, and Pierre Luc Dubois, who you know there's a there's a trade, Bob. The Line A for Dubois trade I, I, hasn't helped either team at this point. Uh, and Dubois needs to he needs to do more for for the Jets. This is this is what coaches have gray hair for. Uh, and and I think the other exasperation in Winnipeg, quite frankly, is that they were such a great story for the first two and a half months of the season. They became, you know, look how good the Jets are. Look how well they can play in their own zone. Connor Hellebuck was in the discussion for the Vincent. Well, that that's not the case the last month. And in fact, I think they've gone from having potential three trophy nominees to having none now. I don't think Rick Bonus is going to be a Coach of the Year nominee. I don't think that uh, Connor Hellebuck, yeah, maybe he's a finalist. And Josh Morrissey, obviously, the separation between Morrissey and Eric Carlson now is drastic, and it's it's Eric Carlson's trophy. So th- there, there's something awry there, um, and they they have stopped playing Rick Bonus's system, and they've stopped playing every shift. That's the one thing you notice with the Oilers now, Bob. Uh, you, you have to give the Oilers credit. Every time a line jumps over the boards, you know you're going to get maximum effort. You know, there isn't a line that you, you, know, you know is taking any time off. Well, they're doing that in Winnipeg right now, and that's the problem. Well, in Edmonton's case, they're going to add some more speed here at some point. Uh, Ken Holland saying in an interview that we did on uh, Tuesday when we were in Vegas that uh, Ryan McLeod maybe, I think the hope is uh, back for the last week of the regular season. And oh, by the way, they got Dylan Holloway, who spent over 50 games here during the regular season, was basically a cap casualty. He'll be an option uh, at the end of the regular season because there is no salary cap. So the owners might be able to add a little bit more speed to their bottom six as well, John, uh, down the stretch here. And let's face it, playoff time depth is so important. And we've, we've actually seen that for the Oilers since the deadline with a couple of guys getting nicked up or getting sick that it wasn't really a big story that, you know, so-and-so was out of the lineup and they went 11-7 and or, or you know, Clint Costin came into the lineup because of the extra forward. You know, Jay's talked about this many times, just that luxury of having a 13th and maybe now a 14th forward that you can interchange it makes it a lot easier when you're going to play a you know a a, a tough seven game playoff series we're joined by john shannon john uh we continue to monitor the league's financial situation uh obviously you know we, we have a situation that involves the regional partners on the television side for i think is it 14 nhl teams down in the states yeah 12 12 under the Valley's banner and two under the AT&T banner, yes. All right, so 14. Uh, and as a result, are we seeing, like, 
people say, well, Bob, what's going on? Like, how come Costin isn't resigned? He's a restricted free agent. What about Bouchard? What about uh, Ryan McLeod? They're both RF RFAs. What about Matthias Janmark, who's playing 15 minutes a game? The teams need to be patient right now just because there's still a little bit of lack of clarity, clarity as to where the cap's going to be, John? No, I think they have a pretty good idea. I think we're just going to see the million-dollar increase for this year. We're not going to... The impact of that financial issue with the uh, 14 regional TV networks, and, and what we're talking about here, Bob, is probably... It differs for every team, but of the 14 teams, the rights fee that goes to the team is probably between 20 and $40 million per team, depending on what market you're talking about. So if you do an average of... If you do an average of 30 million for 14, you know, you do the math, that's, you know, $420 million of hockey-related revenue that's going to be up for grabs somehow, someway. Some of it's going to be replaced. Heck, heck, a year from now, it may even be better. But right now, that's, that's, the, that's the delta that we're talking about. But we're not going to see that impact until next year's cap. Yeah. Where, you know, because all the reports uh, that are coming out and everything that, that's being done on the math is done for this year. And 95 to 99 percent of those rights fees have already been paid to the region. So uh, from the regions to the team. Okay. So it's not gonna re- not really going to be a problem for this offseason. John, is there a clear winner between TNT and ESPN? You as a former you know, executive producer at the highest level, uh, you understand TV as well as anybody. Uh, and I know you got a lot of friends at both networks, but yeah. what do you think? Well, I watch both. I watch both very closely. Um, I, I think TNT has uh, has done a solid job, a, a better job, uh, because they've kept it simpler. Uh, I, and and perhaps you know they have the smaller package of games, so they're able to focus on the you know the the Wednesday single game, or in the case of last night, the doubleheader. Uh, so, and they have been much more, uh, a much tighter package, Bob. Less people, uh, a smaller group in the studio. So I, I think overall TNT would probably be at this point the, the winner. ESPN's in a tough spot because they've, they've got so many different, so many games. Because they're not only trying to produce, a, I guess, a game of the week for either ESPN or ABC, but they've got their, their digital package on ESPN Plus where they're doing a lot of games. Yeah. So they've move, they got, they got a lot more moving parts. And, you know, the more people you get involved in these situations, the more difficult it is, is to create a culture and a, and a, and a philosophy. But, uh, you know, in the end, people can still, if you have ESPN Plus in the United States or Hulu, you can still see the games and everybody's got the right intention. But at this point, I'd give the nod to TNT. And, and quite frankly, I'd give the nod to TNT without Wayne being as much involved. And I, I'd like, I'd love to see Wayne more involved, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, he's, I know he's doing playoffs, right? I, I don't, I, I, I have not heard officially. I know he's doing the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. But I, I think that he, he's going to be doing a, uh, a, a his his schedule will be less intense than it was last year. And then the question becomes is where is Wayne long term on the TNT package? Right. Absolutely. Obviously, good friends of Charles Barkley and Charles Barkley and Shacker. They are brilliant on that TNT package for basketball. Like that is funny Indeed. stuff. Yeah, they, they know. They listen. They, they, they know how to entertain. A t- on on the TNT package from production, to the, they they have the magic elixir. They know what it takes and know how to deliver content to fans. Yep. 
by the way, how much longer on the NHL Hockey and Rogers National Package? I think three years after this one. Okay. And regionally, we're still another couple years in Edmonton, right? I, I, that's a good question. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I thought if anybody would, it'd you know, be you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not so sure. I, I'm not sure what the number is. So that'll be, that'll be interesting, too. I mean, let's face it. The Oilers are, in my mind, the, uh, you know, the third most uh, demanded product in, of the Canadian teams behind Toronto and Montreal. Um, simply because of 97 and 29 and, and the, the culture that has been created at Rogers Place. Uh, you know that there's going to be lots of people interested when it happens. All right. Great stuff, John. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. We'll hook up on Monday. Talk to you later. That is John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. It's 120 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Do want to tell you that guests in Oilers Now receive gift cards courtesy of Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Teponiaki Steak Restaurant. You can come in and check out their new location. It's at 3975 Calgary Trail. When we come back, the Oilers Now injury report and an extended text message from one of our hardcore listeners. This is Oilers Now on a game day, Edmonton and the LA Kings. You can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. The Chiseler, a.k.a. a voice from the past, Mr. Mr. Fan, texts us and says, Bob, TNT by far over ESPN, simpler, more intimate, less commercialized, and more structured. Hmm, interesting. And again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. We'll circle back momentarily into the Ashley Five Floors text line. To the Oilers Now Injury Report, it's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, big fans of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the U of A Golden Bears. Ryan McLeod out until likely the last week of the regular season. Upper body injury. Ryan Murray out with an upper body issue, a back issue. He is on LT. Gabriel Velarde has got 23 goals this year for the Kings. He is back in Los Angeles. He is out with an upper body injury. You can start your new vehicle journey at Brent Ridge Ford. The dealer, they don't forget about you after you purchase. And you know what? They're just fair people. If you value fair treatment, full transparency, Call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. 780-352-6048. 12-time President's Diamond Club Award winners for customer satisfaction. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. There's a... It's just a... You know what? There's nothing pushy. There's no hardcore sales. It's just about relationships at Brent Ridge Ford. All right. I said I had a longer extended text message to get to. And I'm going to get to that right now as we go back into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Hodgie says, Bob, curious if you think there's anything to this substance. I've struggled to articulate the way the Oilers seem to drop games against some of the lower-seeded teams. Some people say they're goalied. Some bundits call it playing down to the opposition. I never felt either of those were accurate representations of how the Oilers play. Earlier in the week, I heard a Todd McClellan term used to discuss the reason why his LA Kings have improved so dramatically this year. And a light switch went off in my head as I watched the game Tuesday night when the Oilers were playing against top teams and successfully against top teams, they play to win. When the Oilers play 
the lower sorted teams, the Oilers play to score. Now, obviously, you need to score to win, so how's it different? My interpretation of Todd, this is Hodgie saying this, of Todd's L.A. improvement comment and how it applies to the way the Oilers play against higher-ranked teams is that the Oilers seem more concentrated on their individual assignments at both ends of the ice and play a tight-checking game throughout the neutral zone, meaning offense is garnered by capitalizing on opposition's mistakes. When playing against lower-seeded uh, teams, says Hodgie, uh, the Oilers play to score. I interpret this as the Oilers seem to focus more on the offensive side of the game and maybe fly the zone a little earlier, overpassing all zones of the ice, and attempt higher-risk, higher-reward plays. The Oilers usually try uh, just as hard whether playing the 20th ranked team or the top ranked team. It is rarely a situation of effort. The term goalie can often be attributed to the nature and frequency of the shots. Text goes on to say if the owners can play to win and not fall into their, their habit of playing to score when facing lower ranked teams, I think a 5-1-1 or 4-1-2 record in the last seven is attainable. I truly think it's in the Oilers' best interest to finish first in the West, or at least in the Pacific, as I worry about an Edmonton-LA first-round matchup. Doughty is an Oilers killer, and his ability to get the veteran call allows him to play Connor like it's 1992, and Connor may as well wear him as a backpack. That one comes to us from Haji. Well, there's a lot to... uh... (laughs) so a lot to articulate. In that text, he says, Bob, did that guy pay for a blue check mark to get your show to get on your show? Um, what a useless text, Bob. I can't believe you spent time reading the whole thing and that you forced us to listen to said another texter. Oh wow. Anyhow. Uh, play to win, play to score. Interesting stuff. 129, Jared Stoll, L.A. Kings broadcaster and uh, works in the hockey operations department, joins us when we return in orders now after a global news weather traffic update. Let's try to get the text under 39 words. Kevin Robertson up next.